Hey everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People, interviewing young black creators and leaders who are making history today. And today I have on the line with me, listen y'all, I have Nikki Walton on the line, also known as Curly Nikki online. Say what's up, Nikki? Hello, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So you guys, I know Me most too. of you listening probably already know about Curly Nikki or know about Nikki because she's a TV personality. She is rec a recurring expert on Dr. Oz. She's a psychotherapist. She's a best-selling author. She's a natural hair advocate. Nikki does it all. And you know, one of a couple of things that are just super impressive to me about Nikki that you may not know is that she was nominated for an NAACP Image Award and Essence actually named her in the 35 under 35 list. So those are just a few things on her impressive resume. I could go on on and on for probably this whole podcast about all the things that Nikki's done. <laughs> but I'm really excited to have you here today, Nikki, because I think you're really able to bring a journey and a story together, like I told you when we were talking beforehand, that is totally unique to anybody that I've ever interviewed on this podcast um, that I think people can really relate to. Um, and I want to actually begin by letting people understand your journey and your story and how this all started. So obviously, yes, most people know yes. you online as Curly Nikki around the natural hair care movement and brand. And I'm wondering, you know, being one of the pioneers in that movement, how did that even all begin? Tell us that story. Uh, it started because I hated my own hair. I had mm. worn it straight all of my life, you know, all the way up through high school and into college. And when I got there, my now husband, then boyfriend, he could see like my personality shift and change depending on the state of my hair. So when it was perfectly straight, I was outgoing, you know, I was, I felt good about myself. But when it started going back and my edges started getting frizzy, I didn't even want to leave, you know, my dorm. And he said, you're a pretty girl. You're a psychology major don't you see that there's a problem with this? You should work on that because <laughs> I care about you and you should look into this. <laughs> so I did. I did a little research. But, of course, being hard-headed, I didn't learn how to love my hair for what it was naturally. I learned how to straighten it myself because I couldn't get to a stylist. There were no stylists in this little very small town that I was in, no black stylist there. And I learned how to wash it, condition it, and blow it out, and I destroyed it. I completely burned my hair out, and then finally I had to learn how to take care of my naturally highly textured hair, and doing that, I was online, I joined several hair care forums, and I got very popular very fast because I'm a synthesizer of information. Like, I'm really, really good at that. So I was able to very quickly learn about the science of the ingredients and how they affect your hair, you know, and the different hair types. And then I would convey what I learned to other members on these forums. And they were like, Nikki, we're only coming to these forums to learn from you. Start a site. And of course, again, being stubborn and a little scared, I didn't for about maybe a year. And I, and my husband, you know, the boyfriend from college, he said, you should do this. These women want it. You spend all day online in these forums and you spend all of our money on hair products. <laughs> you might as well launch. <laughs> you should launch a site. And I did. And I launched with only 300 women. And I'm other than just being a good synthesizer, I'm a really, really persistent person. So I managed to get myself on the Tyra Banks show within the first six months of launching wow. and that blew the site up, you know, pretty good. I got a really large audience um, just from that one appearance and things just got crazy and grew from there. 
Wow, this is incredible. And I think one of the things that is really striking me, like in your entrepreneurship piece of the puzzle here, and what a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. listening probably have ideas and things going was this idea of like just getting started. And even you, somebody who had all this expertise, who seems just like really go-getter and all this kind of stuff, had that fear come up that stopped you for a little while from doing it. Can you talk about that? Definitely. I'm like, who wants to listen to me (laughs) go on every day about my hair? But at the same time, I knew people wanted that information. So, yes, I talked about myself, but I made it about the community because it's not about me. It's never been about Nikki. Curly Nikki is the name of the site, but it was always and it always it will continue to be about the women that need this information. So I began sharing um, email interviews from women that would come and share their pictures and then they'd give their, you know, top hair tips and the, and the products that they're using so that women that came to the site could see their pictures and say, hey, she looks like me. Her hair looks like mine. Maybe I should try the products that she's using. You see, so that, that community engagement, you know, it's always been a consumer site. CurlyNikki.com is even still in existence today because I've always made it about the consumer. It's always been about service first. Mm. See, this is so important. And I think a lot of times when people have an idea to share, no matter what it is, the angle that you're talking about is so important because it's when we make it not about us. It's like, how dare us not share this information because there's so many people that really benefit and serve. It's like more selfish to not share it. You know exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and poured th- in all the information. Yeah, you know, and so I think one of the things um, that I'm sure people listening are wondering right now, and I think what I want to say here for everybody, just as you're preparing to listen to this podcast, is you're going to be shocked when you see how far this movement has gone, and that this is about much more than just hair, right? Where we are currently oh, yeah. today. But oh, before yeah. we even get to the next section. I want to know, and I want to know this so that I can let my sister listen to it too, <laughs> because I know she's, she wants to know, what are some of the tips that you have for people who are still looking to take better care of their hair or transitioning their hair or something like that? Because I know the women are like, I can't listen to this without getting some information from her. So I want to know what that of is. Of course, of course. No, if you are a newbie, there is so much information at your fingertips that it could actually now be overwhelming. So like when we were just getting started back in 08, there was nothing out there. You know, it was me and a few other people. But today you have to tread lightly because you don't want to get overwhelmed. You don't want to get lost (laughs) in the information. So my number one recommendation would be selfishly to get um, my first book, Better Than Good Hair, because it is literally the natural hair bible as far as all of the basic transitioning big chop how to know which one you should do which ingredients to look for which products to look for you know all all of that information in one place and then once you have a base of knowledge i'd recommend jumping out there on the website you know get on curlynicky.com get on youtube watch videos of women who have hair similar to yours so that you can see the way styles will look potentially on your hair and then of course with that said don't get caught up in hair envy so there's a lot of women you know that will watch videos with folks who have hair types that are very different from their own and then they're kind of sad you know or disappointed when their hair style doesn't turn out that way so just being mindful of that and making sure that you know that whatever your hair does however it looks that is who you are and it's absolutely gorgeous that Mm. that is you (laughs) that is you and it's awesome this is perfect. This is perfect. And there is so much. I think about my, my little sister and she has curly hair and she's, you know, How natural old is curly she? hair. She's 22. 
Um, yeah, and so she has her hair curly natural. She went from doing it straight and stuff like that now. And I know that it's just every product from Diva Curl to this, that, the, there's everything oh, under yes. the sun. You know, is she a product through. junkie? Is yes. She buying up everything? And all the YouTube videos. Like, this one works. Oh, no, this one works. And this one works. You know, so I totally can understand that. Right? You will lose your mind. You will yeah. go crazy. There's that much information out there today. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. But I think one of the things that's interesting now is that in that journey you talked about in 2008, there really wasn't any doing this it was you and a couple other no, people and now there's so all. much you know why do you think, exactly. do you think we're exactly. in a new phase are we in a exactly. new phase now totally we are in like what I consider like the fourth phase of natural hair where it is no longer a movement the natural hair movement is over this is the new normal it's absolutely out of the box when I walk down the street no matter if it's in New York or DC or the south or on the west coast we are natural. And even when it's not naturally curly, you can tell. You can tell even when a blowout is natural hair. Like, we're all natural. We've all accepted ourselves. People are pretty much migrated into the space. So we're not really looking for encouragement. You know, we don't need to be convinced necessarily to go natural. We know about the benefits of it. We know how versatile it can be. But every now and then, we still need information about styling, about tips you know, for if we burned it or if we, you know, need to recover from too many weaves or too many wigs, which is what my second book was about, um, When Good Hair Goes Bad. So how to restore, <laughs> how to restore your hair when you've been playing in it too much. Because we love it so much that we can't keep our hands out of it. Mm. So that is, you know, kind of a side effect there. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's been was really interesting to me most when um, you know we were researching you and deciding to put you on this in, this incredible list, which I'm so honored to have you be a part of, is that you're not just so like online. There are so many people who give hair tips, but I love mm -hmm. how you pull the psychotherapy and pull in the self reflexive analysis and the self love and the self care that whole piece of the puzzle into the work. And I'd love for you to oh, speak yeah. about that a little bit. Like, how are these things? It seems obvious at first, but I think the way you even break it down is deeper than I even imagined. So how do these things <laughs> tie, you know, together? Yeah, you know, so for me, from day one, even before I started CurlyNikki.com, I always knew that beauty was like an inside out kind of thing. My self-hatred, you know, I, growing up, even in high school, I didn't like being skinny. I'm still super skinny. I love it now, but I hated it growing up. Everybody was thick. That was what was in, you know? So between that and then my hair not being perfectly straight, I couldn't keep it straight. I felt bad about myself and I could see how that was affecting my relationships, affecting, you know, my ability to focus at school. And then even when I got out of college, you know, that being the first thing I'm thinking about my hair when it's time to go in for interviews, you know, for graduate school or for jobs, it's, it's intense. It's not, it's never just about the aesthetic. It goes to your self-concept, to who you are. So for me, I wanted to help women not only embrace their natural hair, but to do it for the deeper reason, to embrace themselves, to love themselves as they are. And it sounds easy, you know, and it sounds even almost flowery, like, you know, oh, just love yourself. Oh, that's all you need to do. But that it actually is. And there are action steps that you can take. And it's probably way too much to go into on this call. But it is, it should be everyone's number one priority to realize that whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you look like, whatever's going on inside of you, it's, it's okay. You're perfect as you are.
Mm, this is amazing. And I think there's a huge, uh, what a couple of things that you said that are really sticking out to me right now are just that, you know, first of all, we're in this phase when it comes to the hair piece that we don't have to be convinced anymore that we should go natural, right? Which says exactly. something huge about where black women are in the world about accepting themselves for who we naturally are, you know, as mm -hmm. people in the world. Yes. It just says something about where we've come as a people in terms of that movement. Right. We you know? are the culture, re-culture, as they say. Like, we are totally the culture, and it's, it's amazing to see. It can be disrespectful at times to see sometimes, but it, it is also amazing to see if we if we frame it, reframe it, we could say that it is beautiful to see us celebrated in the way that we are being celebrated, our beauty being celebrated, even if it's being imitated. I still like to see it as a celebration because the world, for the first time, I feel, is seeing us for the way we've been seeing ourselves. Mm. You know, when we change the way we view ourselves, even on an individual level, you know, I feel like Anybody that started off with me back in the day, and I'm sure women that were natural long before I was, see this world today, we did this. We changed the face of black women. And now there's white models on the runway with text, like really, really super textured hair. You know, and I know that it occurs in nature somewhere, right. but it's not common. <laughs> it's not common, you know, but they're doing it because of us. They're doing it because of us. And like I said, I, yes, I still get annoyed, but I also can view it, you know, on the other side of things. They're, they, they like what they see, <laughs> and I don't blame them. <laughs> I just hope that people will be respectful, you know, as they adopt the styles and the dopeness that we are. Yes. And you know what? It's so interesting. I saw, I just pulled it up right now. I saw something on Instagram that I posted on our most on our motivation for black people Instagram account the other day. And it was like this picture yeah. of um, like a black woman off in the corner with her hair natural and these two white girls walking uh -huh. with their hair in cornrows. And it was like, yes, yes, yes. if you don't understand cultural appropriation, imagine working on a project and getting an My F, God. getting an F, and then somebody <laughs> copies you and gets an A and credit for your work. Yes, like, and I was just like, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's what I mean with the respect level. You know, yeah. don't call them something that they're not. You know what those are? They're cornrows, right? Right. <laughs> that's exactly what they are. Right. So just. Yeah, we, it's we moved into a new space for sure. And it's very, very interesting to see. Yeah, this is amazing. And I think one of the other things that, you know, you pointed out and started talking about was, you know, this now that that phase is over, that we're in kind of this next cycle um, and this yes. next phase of the movement. And obviously seeing that your personal brand, which is amazing, has evolved with it. And I want to really honor you for that because I think – a lot of people who have built businesses and built brands, they end up feeling stuck, you know, in something that right, they created. Right. And I see that you're evolving with the movement. And what is that next phase look like in the world? And what does it look like right now for Curly Nikki? Yeah, so I noticed, you know, my community, at least in the last couple of years, the small hair community has grown beyond hair. And that was gonna, that was bound to happen. In my very first interview I ever did back in '09, Tyra asked me backstage. She said, "Nikki, where where do you see yourself? You know, in five years?" And I told her I should not be blogging about hair in five years because if I've done my job, we shouldn't need sites for encouragement. <laughs> like that should not be a necessary thing. So I'm proud to say that you know I predicted this time, and I'm very very happy, you know, to be in this space where we're post 
um, natural hair movement and that we move beyond it, which is why I have launched um, the Be Her Now campaign because I want to help my readers move beyond their limiting self-concepts that they have so that they can embody and be the best version, the dopest version of themselves. So I've been sharing a very empowering uh, self-help different type of self-help that I'm sure most people are used to, but very, very powerful. And I hope that everybody listening will check it out. This is great. Can you give us, I think this is actually a perfect moment to ask the question that I ask every everyone on this podcast is about the three <laughs> tips, you know, question. So yeah, obviously yes. people want to okay. hear about Be Her Now and understanding how they can start doing this kind of work. So what are the three kind of little teasers that you can give us that people can start to do right away? Yes, so I think my number one tip would be to take a just a breath before you do anything, especially like what we would call the quote-unquote important things. Like so before you make that phone call, before you send an email, before you respond to an email, before you respond to someone that has angered you, take a moment, center yourself, and then respond from there. Never react. Never rush into anything without first coming into yourself and knowing who you are. Because once you know who you are, everything else falls into place. Mm -hmm. So that would be my first one. Second tip would be to realize that even though it's going to play out like a becoming, like you're going to watch a path unfold, in the moment that you realize that you are the person that you're hoping to become, you are that person and you can feel it, you know, like even right now while you're listening to me talking, sit up straighter, stand up taller, take a breath, let your shoulders relax down from your ears. We're always so tense. Release your stomach muscles, relax. But now bring those shoulders back, broaden them, fill up more space. And that, that power, smile, smile for no reason. That is closer to who you are than who you were being before I told you to just do this. And it feels completely different. And it feels strange because you're not used to it. You're used to the other way, and that feels normal to you. But if you keep feeling that way and thinking the way you think when you feel that way, you're going to keep seeing more of the shit that you see right now. I hope I can say that word. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you're here. fine. Yeah, you're everybody everybody cusses on here. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to keep seeing more of the same stuff. So you have to literally shift yourself, feel different, and you can do it very quickly in your body and all of a sudden your thoughts are more empowered this is not magic this is science you can smile for a minute and your mood will elevate and the longer you can stay in this elevated energy the more amazing things you start seeing the things that belong in what i call her world the dopest version of yourself they start appearing you start seeing them you start having those experiences so that's number two Number three would be once you've shifted into that that new being yourself, into her, walk in it. You want to walk in it. You want to go to meetings in that energy. You want to take the calls in that energy. You want to meet your friends in that energy. Go to the boardroom. How does she walk? How does she talk? You know, that confidence. And you're going to feel so much better, even though nothing has changed except for you. But if you can stay there, everything changes. I promise. I promise. And that's what I'm talking about um, every day on Curly Nikki on uh, Instagram. 
Mm, this is amazing. And I think, you know, one of the things that I'm going back to the second point, you know, that you're making about you, you're already mm-hmm. her. And that's where I feel like I'm understanding fully the name of your, yes, your hashtag exactly. your movement, be her now is there, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so many of us, we always um, feel like when this happens, then I will finally be this. You know, when this happens, then I will finally be able to accomplish this. And you're saying, no, now, right? Like, I'm already hurt. Like, what do I got to move out of the way to be? Right. You'll be dead by the time. It's like, by the time you're like, okay, when I get the degree, then I'll be happy. Right. Or no, when I get the job. No, when I get the promotion. Oh, no, when I get the corner office. Oh, no, now I need a ring. You know, now I need a baby. And you just keep moving the goalposts and you won't allow yourself to be happy because that's what it's an allowing you're you can let yourself be happy now without the ring without the man without the baby without the house without the you know booming business that you can see in your mind if you can see it it's already yours but (laughs) you have to allow it to come to you and Mm -hmm. you do the allowing by relaxing relaxing and letting go and that's something that seems so counterintuitive and it's also something that's very vague which is why I break it down um, frequently on on Instagram so people understand that letting go and letting God is not something that is you know like ephemeral like you can actually do it there's a there's a way and I, I can teach you obviously you can't break everything down in um, this podcast right now right so those three tips right, are like, i know it's so i'm much. sitting here so like much, hold on we need so to have much. you back to talk for a lot longer but the um you know yeah. the, i think the three tips that you started with are amazing and i remember you know when i was getting started working on music and really transitioning to um be an artist before i had put out my album before i put out everything and gone on my first tour and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff like when i was in that yeah. process i remember one of my mentors told me he said right now he's like I want you to think about what Beyonce is doing during the day. And Uh he was like, and what are you doing during the day? Do you think Beyonce is scrolling through her Instagram all day, looking at people and what they're doing? Exactly. Do you think she's sitting here doing, he's like, what is she doing? You can go do that. Go to the gym and get your body ready. Go rehearse and get, you can do all that stuff now, you know? Oh man, that's exactly it. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm, 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 mm. So what do you think is like, what is the biggest thing that you find stops people from actually being able to start doing this work and moving forward? Because I feel like so many of us know, like, you know, we hear things and we read self-help and we know, oh, there's more for me. And we even know actions that we need to take, but we don't do it. <laughs> so what? It's what? our thinking, our thoughts. There's a thought that's telling you, this is who you are. This is what your life is. This is what your day consists of. You go here, you go to work, you go here, you pick up the kids and we get stuck. We get stuck in that. And then we can't think beyond that. We can't transcend that level, even though we know we can feel it in our gut that we came here to do something, to share something, you know, with the world in our own unique way. So it's really about being able to see beyond who you think you are, see beyond the limiting self-concept that you currently have. I'm sure it served you up until now. I'm sure you are successful. Every, most people that are listening to this podcast are very successful in their own right, but I know all, none of you are happy. None of you are happy, and you're all looking for more. You know that something's missing, and that something is inside of you. 
it's who you are. And everything that we're searching and seeking for is to fill that hole. So if you can figure out first who you are and feel that joy, it's an inner peaceful awesomeness. If you can stay in that, then you are whole. Then you can go out there and pursue the business and start the music career, and you can do it in a way that will be powerful and impactful in a way that you wouldn't have been able to do if you were only seeking it to fill that void, mm. to find that happiness. The happiness, the joy, the wholeness is all an inside game. And once you figure that out, everything else falls into place. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. How did you get to this piece of the puzzle? Like, how did you go from the hair piece to where you are now, just in your own personal journey? Like, what is that? What was that work like for you? Because obviously, we can feel and sense yeah. that you're there, you know, and obviously, we're all still working and growing and learning. Yes. But I can feel that you're at this of elevated course, place. Of there was a year, um, several, several years ago that I had made more money than I had ever imagined I could ever make in my life. And I made it in one year and actually in a very short amount of time in that year, a lot of money. And I was, it was great, but I wasn't happy. And I'm like, this is, this can't be good because I knew I was going to be happy. I told myself last the year before that, that if I could just get this deal, if I could just get this sum of money, then this, everything would be great. You know, if I could just take this trip, if I could just take my parents on a trip, I've done all those things and I, and it was great and I was appreciative and grateful in the moment, but something was missing. And I had already been on this path, you know, like really since I was a child, I've been asking questions since I was seven. I was raised a black Catholic, but I've been meditating for the last 10 years and reading intensely. Justin, I'm talking about like, 600 books. I checked on Amazon my like history <laughs> yesterday. I, I ordered like 300 mm. digital books in 2014, wow. like 200, 2015. Like it's been insane. Like I had no idea I had spent that much money um, on spiritual books. But I started off, of course, in law of attraction space, trying to create my best life. And I did. I created an awesome life. I can't say that it was all due to law of attraction, you know, but I can tell you that I was not as happy as I thought I would be. So then I moved into, okay, why are you not happy? What's missing? What, what are you seeking for? And that's what took me down the road of enlightenment and self-awareness. And that's the answer. And if you can figure out who you are in essence, then you're free to play in the dream or the game of life. Then you can be free to create, you know, quote unquote, create the life that you want. But first, you have to know what you are. And what you are is beyond the body and it's beyond the mind. And it sounds intense and wild for people that haven't read or haven't meditated. But I can tell you that it's the answer. It's absolutely the answer. And if you start down the road, you'll, you won't turn back. Mm. Now you already know you're speaking my language here, so I don't even have to I say know, much. I know. This is like so. It and people know that's been listening to this podcast regularly that I always like, you know, speak in that stuff because it really is the truth, Nikki. Like, I th it's so interesting. You're the first person on here who said that. I also grew up a Black Catholic. Confirmed confirmation. Everything. Really, I don't mm -hmm. meet very many of us. Very oh. rare. Very <laughs> rare. And yes. um, but now you know, in the alternative, you know, have created my own kind of path of understanding that there's something greater. And I think when everyone yeah. asks me, you know, how did you go from never being in a recording studio to becoming a top 20 artist exactly. independently? It was, my, exactly. it was my practice. It was my meditation practice. 
It was my spiritual practice. Right. That's how I did it. Right. You know, it was like, right. and right. I never touched a head in my life. Never made a YouTube video, <laughs> making crazy amounts of money doing natural hair inspiration. And it, it's, it truly, I mean, obviously very smart business decisions. I've always been very pro consumer. You've never seen me holding bottles up to my face and smiling. That's how I protected, you know, my integrity. But all of these things unfolded because I decided who I was back in 2008. I decided who I was and she was confident and she loved her hair and herself and she knew that she had something to give to the world. Mm, Nikki, this is amazing. I'm looking at our time right now and I'm just like, we have to have you back for another podcast because we're at our our time. But before we go, I want to ask you one more question that I do surprise, ask every single person um, that, that interviews on this podcast. And here it is, Nikki, if you can close your eyes for a second, if you're in that space and you can imagine yourself at a younger age, any age you want to go back to Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you yourself today, after the brand you've built, the self-awareness that you've created, the movement that you've made in the world, if you could look yourself in the eyes at that younger age and give yourself one piece of advice. What would it be? Oh, I would tell myself skinny, awkward, glasses wearing child, you are amazing and perfect just as you are. You don't have to change. You don't have to be anything that you're not to be successful. You can be you. It's okay to be you. Be yourself. Mm. This is so real. Nikki, thank you so much. For being with us Thank and talking you. with I everybody so today. Appreciate and for people who I'm sure everybody listening now is like, how do I get more of this? You know, so for everybody who's wondering <laughs> that, what are the best so. ways for them to get involved in the Be Her Now campaign, find out more about you, get hair, to all of that? Where, where is that? Yeah, um, so I'm updating daily on uh, Instagram at Curly, C-U-R-L-Y-N-I-K-K-I. That's at Curly Nikki. Um, also, obviously, my website is curlynikki.com. And I'm also on Facebook at Curly Nikki. So at Curly Nikki everywhere, all around the web. Easy to find. Easy to find. <laughs> and Nikki, I just, again, want to say thank you so much. And for the rest of you guys listening online, thank you for taking the time out of your day, these 30 minutes, just to inspire yourself to hear these incredible stories in interviewing these young black creators and leaders who are making history today. We really hope that they inspire you to make history in your own way. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you go to motivationforblackpeople.com, put in your email address to join our global community of black people all around the world who are really looking to take their lives to the next levels. We have unapologetically black advice and interviews and tips and videos that come to you every single week. And if you haven't done that already, make sure you go and put in your email address there to join the community. This has been Justin Michael Williams and Nikki Walton, and I'll talk to you guys on the next podcast. Bye. Bye.